Hello, hello. Episode forty-nine. One more episode away until episode fifty. It's absolutely mental. I honestly cannot believe that we are just one episode away from fifty. It's absolutely mental. It it's came so quickly as well, which is absolutely insane. Uh, so it's out second of the eighth, two thousand and twenty-one. That is July over and done with. We are now on to August. Can't believe that we've only got what is it? Four more months. Four more months of this year. That's absolutely insane. I honestly cannot believe that. <coughs> Right, I do have something to talk about. So I better just go and check out. Yes, here we go. I will get that loaded up so that I don't need to search it. So I am recording this Thursday night. So it's coming out on Monday so I hope that you've had an absolutely fantastic weekend um, I'm quite busy this weekend but <coughs> I will speak more about that on hmm, will it be Wednesday's episode possibly By the time that I record it, I think I'm going to be back to where I was before with the uh, with doing them the night before. <laughs> I've managed to catch back up on myself, but then it's been good because I'm busy this weekend, so I wouldn't have had a chance to do it on Monday or Tuesday because I'm busy those two days as well. So it's been good that I've been ahead of myself. Um, doesn't cause me so much stress but then also the fact that this is Monday's episode that I'm recording it on Thursday night is is pretty mind-blowing to me um, but yeah well not mind-blowing but it's pretty confusing because I'm, I could be talking about the weekend and what I've been doing at the weekend which normally happens on my Monday podcast but we haven't even got to the weekend yet. So, I've been out, I've been so busy today, so busy. I've got my special lady friend coming this weekend. So I've been running around tidying up getting the flat all spotless <laughs> I needed to fix my hoover as well which is bloody annoying uh, I had to um, like a bit snapped on it so I needed to go and buy some Gorilla Glue and normally I don't drink but I went and bought some ciders I'm actually having a cider right now which is absolutely beautiful 
uh, I I used to have the Jack Daniels ones, the uh, Jack Daniels ciders, which was absolutely beautiful. I really really liked them, and I found this one, this thistle, thistle Crofts, whiskey cask Scottish cider, matured in Glen Moray whiskey casks. Didn't notice the alcohol percentage was six point seven though. Because I'm an absolute lightweight when it comes to beer or cider or anything. But it's really, really nice. Really nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. I would highly recommend that. If you're a cider drinker and you've... Yeah, it's really, really nice. I've got quite a peculiar taste though. Like I, I like Jack Daniels when I'm out drinking. I, I'm not too keen on beer or lager. I find that the only stuff that I really drink is cider or Jack Daniels and Coke if I want to get absolutely smashed. But normally when I drink, like normally when I drink, I get absolutely trolled, and then I make an absolute fool of myself because I get loud and obnoxious and then and then the next morning I've got the utter fear but I also don't like I don't sober up uh, I don't sober up when I wake up in the morning I wake up I'm one of these drunks who wake up in the morning and I'm still absolutely smashed out my face and then and then yeah, and then like my hangover starts at like one, two o'clock in the afternoon, and then I'm absolutely dying, and then I can't drive for like the whole entire day. Like the last time that I was absolutely trolled was my mate's wedding. The guy who I talk about when I go running. It was his wedding a couple of years ago, and uh, I was his best man, and I think. To having that stress over the top of me, and uh, so I wasn't drinking when uh, when we had the meal and I'd done the speech, and then he had a wedding, so we went for a meal up at his uh, like the Garlogie Inn because he stays in Garlogie, and then we had uh, like an outside wedding, like his reception was in his garden basically and uh and it was absolutely gorgeous actually he kind of like had the the hay bales out and they had like a gazebo out and stuff like that it was really really nice really well thought out actually and uh and then after that when we got back i started hitting the bottle pretty hard and i think that when i get that stressed out of thinking about things you know like thinking about the uh the speeches and, and all that kind of stuff and, and the stress of it and then when I start drinking I get absolutely smashed really really quickly well what am I talking about I get smashed really really quickly anyway um I drunk like a, a non-alcoholic copperberg and got pissed off of it. It, it like I have no idea what it is about me and alcohol but I just cannot handle I just can't handle it it just makes me drunk really, really quickly. But I think when everyone was going through that drinking stage, then I was going through the smoking weed stage. And I, I enjoyed smoking weed more than I enjoyed drinking. So I've never really went through the drinking stage. 
so I so yeah when I drink I get absolutely bladdered really really quickly so I just started hitting the Jack Daniels and Coke at like I think at one part of the night me and my mate were having like a sword fight with our skiing dudes like I was just loud and uh, yeah I, like I don't even really know what happened to be quite honest because I got absolutely wrecked and then the next morning like what was it I got I got picked up from a bird that I was seeing at the time she came and picked me up and I went back to her house and and yeah kind of like, I can't remember what happened like I woke up the next morning and I was feeling like not too bad but still feeling pretty smashed and uh and then I was like well I, I think I need like a full you know like a full Scottish breakfast type thing it's just a way to call it a full English there gets slapped uh like a full Scottish breakfast and then I'll feel better so she went down to the shops and bought like sausages and eggs and bacon and kind of like hash browns and everything you see by the time that she cooked it i couldn't even eat it i like i wow could not stomach it like i was absolutely dying i think i was meant to also be getting the kids as well um and uh and yeah i just couldn't I, like i couldn't go back and drive like i was just absolutely smashed though and uh yeah, I think it was about five o'clock. Might have even been later than that, like six, seven o'clock in the afternoon. Well, it's at night basically now. Uh, to go and pick up my car, and I, I still think that I shouldn't have been driving then because I, I still felt absolutely wrecked. And uh, and then the last time that I was like that as well was my other mate's wedding and I was his best man again. So the whole stress of the speech coming out and then, and then, yeah, and then I started drinking Jack Daniels and then, yeah, it was a complete and utter write-off. And then the next morning, so my mum and my dad were at this wedding and they stayed and they've, they, they've got a breathalyzer. So they took their breathalyzer and yeah, like I, like I was still way over the limit by like by one two o'clock in the afternoon I was still way over the limit I couldn't drive it just kept on coming up high like it didn't even give me a percentage of how low I needed to get it was just like no you are absolutely wrecked so I think that's why I don't really drink that much because it because it, yeah, like the next day it just absolutely totals me. I absolutely hate it. I don't feel very well. It's just like a day written off. I I really do not understand how alcoholics could can like wake up in the morning and then start drinking again. It's just like oh my god. I think the only time that I have ever 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 done that. I think I was on speed. And. This is going back when I was well young in Peterhead and I met up with like a bunch of people and they were all taking speed. So I took speed with them and uh and yeah, wasn't a great idea. Um but yeah, like after I'd done it, kinda like we went back to some guy's house and they were all still taking speed and then woke up like well didn't even wake up just kind of like waited until the bar was open 
again in the morning like the next bar and it was like six o'clock this bar opened in Pierhead, and then we all went to the bar and was drinking more booze and everything like that it was mental honestly like that's the one and only time that i have ever drunk um been drinking and then had no sleep and then went out drinking again the next morning but then there was <coughs> uh, drugs involved there. I think that was basically the only time that I ever really did drink was when I was taking drugs of some sort. Ooh, go me. <laughs> but looking back at it, you know, like I, I would never change anything. I would never change the fact that that's the type of person that I was because it's made me into the type of person that I am today. So I don't look down on it the experiences that i've had while i was taking drugs or has turned me out to the person that i am now so if i if i could go back and change anything i probably wouldn't change anything because i've turned out to be quite a well-respected young man i think god knows you'll need to let me know <laughs> but uh, but yeah so that that's really why I don't really drink, but my lady friend is coming over this weekend, so I'll have a I'll have a couple of ciders, and we'll see. Hopefully, the weather is going to be all right this weekend. The last time that she came down, it like it was talking about all the amazing places that we can see in and around Aberdeen and or out by where I used to live and. When she got down here, like there was, uh, it was just foggy, which is really, really poor. So hopefully, oh, well, I, I don't really mind what the weather is as long as we can see something, then that'll be absolutely fine. But yes, it should be a good weekend. But as I said, this podcast going out on the Monday, so there hasn't been the weekend yet for me so i hope that you've had a great weekend and you'll probably hear me talk about my weekend on wednesday or thursday's episode and i can tell you about all the amazing places that we visited i get my redundancy pay tomorrow as well remember that this is friday for me it'll be Tuesday for you. I doubt it'll confuse you. But I will get my laptop sorted, which is going to be great. I'm well excited about that. I'm well excited to start editing some of the footage that I've got on my other camera. I think I'm just going to take the plunge as well and just order myself a GoPro. And then start being able to take video on that instead of... Because the other camera's alright, it's not too bad. Like, the, the picture isn't too bad, but it's the sound quality that you get with it. It's not that great. And I think once you've got it into the, the waterproof casing, the, the, there's just no sound quality whatsoever. There is absolutely none. And that's the type of thing that I'm wanting to do. I'm wanting to be able to take it in the water and and do that kind of stuff with it so so yeah so i think that 
going for a GoPro is probably one of the one of the better options if that's the kind of thing that I'm wanting to do. I will see it as an investment because hopefully it'll start making me money once I start putting my stuff up onto YouTube. I need to start having another look at a solo camping adventure, but I want to get somewhere that's going to be a bit more secluded rather than at the beach where there's loads of people there. I mean, the beach was fine and everything, but but yeah, the, the amount of people that was there was quite annoying. I wanted to be able to meditate out outside without people staring at me and, and take that. But then I... <laughs> I'm not scared of the woods, but I really like the woods. But I'm thinking that that's probably going to be the best bet to go where you're wanting to be secluded. So if anyone has got any spots that they want to let me know about, then start following me on Instagram or get me on my email, smoky9e, and then my email is just smoky9e at gmail.com. If you have some amazing camping places, then please let me know because I want to go out into somewhere that's going to be quite secluded. Jason was also saying, he was texting me today, and he was also saying that we should get out and have a look at the the stone circles around about the bucking area, which I am well keen to do. So Jason, we will get this sorted, definitely. Because I went around all the stone circles around Aberdeen. Like the ones in Inverurie and I think I got as far as Inch to be quite honest. Um, again, those videos are on my TikTok if you want to go and see them. But they're, they're not that well made. I think I might even go and do it again when I get the GoPro to be quite honest. I think that would be a good idea and then I can get them up on YouTube. And that might be something that I can do and then I also went up and, and had a look at Dunedir Castle it's actually Dunedir Castle that, or Dunedir Ruins anyway the the photo that I've got on the EAEM podcast the, the front page or the cover and, and that's Dunedir it, it's up a hike like the hill that you need to hike up of it is pretty mental but the views that you get up there are absolutely outstanding so I think that I definitely will go back and do that because the one out by Dunnet 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 is absolutely fantastic it's huge big stone circle and yeah it would be a lot better going up there with a the GoPro rather than using my camera but if you do want to have a look at them they are on my uh, on my TikTok it was the, that was like one of the first couple of videos that I ever done so kind of like I'm still a bit of camera shy and you can't really make sense of what I'm saying so it'd be good to to go back there with a bit more confidence and be able to to actually do it properly if I get the GoPro as well then I'll probably go up to Slane's Castle I'll have a look around there and the Bullers of Buckhead and all that kind of stuff as well because they're absolutely stunning. Need to get the better weather though. So hopefully, hopefully August is going to bring us some absolutely cracking sunshine. Because I think that we need some cracking sunshine. 
uh, Jason was talking to me again and he was saying that our, we've had a not bad summer. It's been warm, I will give you that, and it's been absolutely roasting. But summer's not summer without the sun. We've only had, like, we haven't had many days with the sun, it's just been overcast. Does my nothing when you see that the rest of Scotland is an absolute heat trap, like absolutely everywhere has been getting absolutely glorious sunshine. And then Aberdeen, like the northeast coast has just been absolutely rubbish. And as I probably said on past uh, past podcast episodes, that I'm normally up in Shetland around about this time, and it's normally Aberdeen there again, the absolutely cracking weather, or the rest of the Scotland's getting absolutely cracking weather, and I'm normally up in Shetland in like 13 degrees, and then this is basically what's happened this time. So maybe I'm the bad luck, the, the no sun bringer, because now I'm back in Aberdeen and there's been no sun. But saying that it has been it has been really warm. It's been like sixteen, seventeen. But I'm wanting mid twenties. Well, maybe not mid twenties, low twenties. Cause yeah, you just can't survive being Scottish. We're just not built for the heat because it's so cold. Why well, was th- I saw a TikTok actually, and they were they were talking about how cold kind of like Britain actually is and in the type of weather that we get. And you see if you you see if you have a look at our map, we are uh, directly in line with like Alaska and everything like that. So no wonder we get really really, no wonder we are not built for the heat. And that's why when we go away on holiday, like we just burn. And we're always in the shade, always complaining about the heat. It is definitely a great pastime, isn't it? Us Brits talking about the talking about how hot it is or how cold it is that is our pastime right i'm gonna have another drink so i will move i will move away in just a second i've got a text message right there is going to be a part three just like there is a part two to this because i got a phone call but i need to go and say good night to my little boy that worked out absolutely perfect because I could take a drink <coughs> and say goodnight to my little boy. Didn't really want to speak to me anyway, it was just that I miss you, love you, bye. And then that was him gone, so at least I was able to take a drink. But yeah, that is our, our great pastime with being Scottish and British that we just complain about the weather, doesn't matter, we'll complain about it. I saw a TikTok not that long ago and I think it was American who was staying over here, a Canadian, and it was uh, it was like, how do you guys survive in, in Britain with no air conditioning in your houses? And someone just got put back and it was like, we don't have AC so that we can complain about it. We go around our house complaining about the weather and how hot it is and then we go down to the pub and we complain about how hot it is in in the pub and, and that's just being British that is what we do and it's very very true you can start many conversations many conversations on on the weather in Britain
I saw another TikTok not that long ago, and it was, uh, what was it? It's the, there's a guy on there that, that uh, I think he's autistic or something like that, and he, and he says, like, uh, before, uh, first we hydrate, then we educate. And he, he was talking about Great Britain, and he was like, oh, you can call this big landmass England or Great Britain, and that consists of, like, Scotland, four countries. is like Scotland, Wales, England and Northern Ireland and then it's a Scottish guy who go he just cuts in well he stitched it and he and he goes no no you and can't you can't be calling it England that is why this is the reason why we get Americans calling us English and all that like it isn't it is fucking Great Britain or it's Scotland you cannot call the whole landmass England which is which is right you can't it's Great Britain. We are not England. We are not English. We are Scottish or Great British. But, I mean, how, <laughs> I bet you if you asked all the Scots that when we are filling in our details, we will go to S first to see if there is Scotland there before we go to United Kingdom or Great Britain or anything like that. We will check. And I bet it's exactly the same for the Welsh, and I bet it's exactly the same for the, the Northern Irish as well. Because we we do not want to be associated with the English. Now, don't get me wrong, the English are nice people. Like, my mom, my parents are English, you know, like, I, my grandparents are English, and, well, they were English. Like, I have nothing against the English, but we do not want to be associated with them. Well, look, look at what happened in the Euros, right? We went down there, we went down to London in Trafalgar Square and we helped pick up our mess. That is because we are Scottish. We we have moral rights. We understand if we make a mess, then we need to tidy it up. Whereas, look at what the English done to their own capital. And it was an absolute disgrace being racist and all that kind of stuff. An absolute disgrace. So we do not want to be associated with the English. And I bet you the Welsh don't want to be associated with the English either. We're all fighting for independence. Not that I not that I, I I don't know whether it would be better or not. No one's pointing out the fact of whether it will be better or not, but I think well, I don't even know what I think, actually. It, it's something that I, I, I haven't really had a, a look into. I'm not even, like, I haven't really got an opinion about it either. Which is weird for me, because normally I've got an opinion about everything. But yeah, th this one, I, I'm not too sure. I really do not know. I... You don't know whether our our whiskey industry and all that kind of stuff, like whether we would be able to sustain ourselves. But then there's a lot of facts. Or, well, I don't even know if they're facts, but there's a lot of talk saying that that a lot of our money go down to England and then and then it never comes back up this way, or it goes to the central belt and it never really comes up this way. I think you could see that Nicola Sturgeon doesn't really like Aberdeen.
just a second i'm gonna need to pause this again i do apologize very very much for that my stupid dishwasher kind of like it's it's broken well not broken but the catch is broken it doesn't hold on to the door so you've got to push it into place and hope that it doesn't like it catches on but it doesn't push open so i'm sitting here and all of a sudden i can just hear like the jets going basically and i'm like oh my god that hasn't fully opened and now my kitchen is absolutely flooding but uh it opened a little bit but it, it wasn't fully open so that my kitchen was flooding but i was like i better go and check that just in case i flood my neighbor i don't really want to do that my neighbor got taken away in cuffs anyway or or one of them one of the polish the polish guys down below me the guy who i've had a couple of run-ins with him playing his music while mega loud he got carted away in handcuffs today so god knows what he was doing but last night after i was finished speaking to the lovely lady in my life uh god this must have been about half 11 12 o'clock last night my buzzer went and i was like who the bloody hell is that like i i had the the little junior sleeping in his bed and it's a good job that he's he's like me once he goes to sleep he's in such a deep sleep that he doesn't wake up to anything which is good but the buzzer went off a couple of times and then kind of like i went and just put on the privacy button i didn't even open it or i didn't even speak or anything like that and then he buzzed someone else and uh and i think they let him in but i think he was trying to kick in the door as well because i was talking to the downstairs neighbor earlier on and they were saying yeah there was someone trying to kick in the bottom door trying to get into the into the flat and then uh and then yeah and then there was like banging on the downstairs from me uh and like looking through the people being like oh my god is someone going to be coming up here like what the hell is that and then i think he finally got in and then and then yeah totally the the police came and carted him away today so god knows what he's done but hopefully he's in over the weekend so that i don't need to listen to the crap music over the weekend makes me a bit worried actually that i've been banging down there on his door kind of like asking him to shop and then and then he's been carted like i think this is the second time that he's been taken away by the police um in about in about a month or something like that so it makes me think that kind of like well he doesn't seem like the very nicest of people if he's getting carted away by the police and a couple of times in a month need to watch myself while i'm banging down on doors haven't done it in a while though their music has been it's not like blaring blaring but it, it, it's been on which is annoying shall we say i think it's been more the people who are next door to me who have been more annoying because they listen to that rap that brah, 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 rap that doesn't even make sense that kids listen to or i'm just getting older now and i just don't understand music nowadays i mean it's mental i think that 
like the music that I listen to is now like 20, 26 years old and, and all that kind of stuff. It's like, phew. I was talking to my neighbor earlier on and, and he, was, he was born in 1994. It's like, what? 90s babies. And now 2000 babies can go, well, what is it? It's like 2003, is it? Would it be 2003 for 18? God, my mass is absolutely shocking. Yep, 2003. <laughs> Nothing to make you feel old. <laughs> like, that's mental. 2003 kids are now 18 years old. mind blown I'm getting old starting to get really old thinking like that it's absolutely mental so I went and took the little boy out to the uh, the crystal shop out at, um, out at Inverurie if you are close by and you like crystals as well, I would highly recommend going to that shop. Just a second, I will also get the name for you. Because they're really, really good. Let's see if it'll bring one up. God's sake. What is it? Element crystals. Element crystals. They've got a website as well. Uh, really, really nice shop. And that is on 39 High Street in Inverurie. Really, really nice shop. I would highly recommend going and checking them out. I also don't like. Max called me out a couple of stones or a couple of crystals that he, that he wanted, and then I was in getting some rose quartz. I got myself a bit of Moldavite because I've been quite drawn to it. Uh, I saw a couple of TikToks and then I was really drawn to it. Um, so I managed to get like fragments of Moldavite, just a tiny little bit. It cost me like about five, what, four ninety five, I think it was. But I think that the guy he didn't charge me for. Max got two crystals. Um. I think he got sunstone and then he he bought something else, but it's not on the receipt. I think he just gave it to me for free, which is really nice of them. I think he done the last time that I was in buying crystals as well. I think that he done that as well, because when I was working it out in my head, I was like, right, no, I don't have enough money for that, because Max was just picking up crystals left, right, and center, and I was like, no, no, you need to choose like a couple, and then that's it. And, and yeah, when, what I had totaled up in my head off the prices, it didn't come to that, it came to less. So I think he gave us like a freebie, which is really nice. So I would highly recommend going into the shop, Element, Elemental Crystals uh, in Inverurie. I think there's one out in Allen as well, but I haven't been out to that one. But that one is... Jewels healing gems, is it? Where's that? Yeah, so Jewels healing gems. Now I haven't been out to that one, but 
the family friends that we had up uh well up down from sky they went out and checked out that shop and i think they they also got cards as well that told them what the stone was and everything which is a really nice touch you don't get that in elemental uh crystals so i thought that that was quite a nice touch and this was after me going and speaking about it like i was talking about my crystals and all that kind of stuff to them and uh and even the uh the the my mate's sister was saying to to me she was like you see if i had told you like a couple of years ago that i was into crystals and meditating and i was talking to angels and i was a uh, like going through a spiritual awakening and stuff like that she was like you would have slagged the hell out of me and i was like yep i probably would have as well which is really bad like i and, and i said i'm not that type of person anymore also she speaks gaelic now normally when she speaks gaelic and i made like before i used to slag it off about that like i would go hoodie for a helicopter making it like a joke because they don't know what helicopter is or helicopters were invented after gaelic so they don't have a word for helicopter so it's just helicopter so i used to slag it off about this but now i totally see that i shouldn't be doing that it's not the type of person that i am now so when she spoke in gaelic i think my mum even said something she was like oh helicopter and i was like no no i'm not like that anymore i'm, I'm i don't slag people off so makes me feel bad about myself knowing that i'm not i'm not going to lower myself down to slagging people off like it's all about bigging each other up so i i won't do that i really will not do that anymore uh so so yeah, so I, I think that she was quite surprised. But they went into that shop in Allen and they said it was really good. It was really nice. So they had no complaints. So if you are in, I don't think there is a place in, in Aberdeen. I think some woman in Bridget Dawn does it and she's got her own website, but she hasn't got a shop. But I think my mate's wife, who I just spoke about earlier on when, uh, when I went to their wedding uh, a couple of years ago and got absolutely trolled and, and then I was hard skiing do fights um yeah <laughs> i think she was saying that she can go and pick it up from her house and she normally does like uh I, i'm not too sure i'll need to talk to her about this um and find out but yes if you're anywhere near and you enjoy crystals or anything like that i would highly recommend going and checking out those two shops either the one in allen or the one in Inverurie. i have personally been to the one in Inverurie. i haven't been out to the one in in allen so but go and have a look at it go and check it out they're they're really good they're really helpful as well i was also ordered myself some black tourmaline is it tourmaline i think it's something along those type of lines if you go and have a look actually because i got told by uh my ex-girlfriend's friend yeah tourmaline i got told by my uh my ex-girlfriend's friend that uh i should get either some black obsidian i think it's called 
I've already got that. But then she was like, also get or get some black tourmaline. So I've ordered a bracelet of black tourmaline as well, just so that I've, because uh, she was saying that I'm very much on the, what was it? I'm not a light bringer or a light worker. Like I've I've got the I've got the 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 dark side in me as well. Basically, that I that I it's more along the lines of like witchcraft and all that. And I think that's why I get my precognitions. That I'm very much in tune with it. That yeah, I, like I I don't really know because I'm not that far into my spiritual journey to be like to find out. It, it's not came to me properly yet. Like I've met my angels. My angels have been kind of like the other night. My angels were were doing shit in the flat. That that was well weird, you know. Like, well, I was on the phone to my lady friend in the bath, with a special lady in my life. My lady friend. It doesn't sound right. My partner. <laughs> um. Uh, I was in the bath. And uh, and I heard someone walk, you know, like in my hallway, like right behind me, basically. And then and then even she was like, "Oh yeah, I even heard that." And was like, "Oh my god," kind of like, like, "Oh my god," but it, it doesn't scare me anymore. Like this stuff used to happen when I was a kid. Now I don't know whether this was like my angels trying to get in contact with me or trying to be like that or. But then I also saw like a flash of blue next to me as well uh, after that. So I was like, all right, okay, it's Hercules. He's trying to, and then my ear started ringing. And I've noticed that my ear started ringing when when I, when I the spirits want to get in contact with me or my angels want to get in contact with me. Now, I don't know. I never got any kind of like thing in my head. But I believe that they talk to my subconscious and my subconscious knows what's going on. Um. So yeah, but it was weird. There's been a couple of times where kind of like stuffs happened where where they've been trying to talk to me, and then I I I've got some sort of news or something that's happened or along those type of lines. So I I'm now starting to kind of like tap into my abilities, my power. But we've all got this power if we all tap into it. It's just whether you want to tap into it is uh, is another story. And I think that I was very, not scared, but worried that I didn't really want that in my life. But now with the spiritual awakening, I, I'm starting to understand it a bit more. That it's starting to interest me a little bit um, about the spirits and the guides and 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 that kind of stuff and hopefully when we get uh uh Steph on the podcast as well she'll be able to talk a bit more about it because she's a lot more in tuned in in that kind of th- in that kind of sense as well and maybe we can get my ex-girlfriend's friend on as well and and she's definitely a lot more in tuned she's she does readings and all that kind of stuff as well and she's she's totally more in tune with it she's been in tune with it for for quite some time she was saying that she needed to move away from Aberdeen because the granite say the granite was blocking her was blocking her thing you know like was blocking her uh 
ability to receive messages and all that kind of stuff and and i've very much been i want to get out of the city now and she was also saying that she the the only place that she could get to was the beach and you know like she would she wouldn't feel so bad next to the beach and i found myself very much going back to the beach you know like going down to the beach and this was from someone who absolutely hated like i hate the sand I hate sound getting in my shoes. I hate the feeling of it. I hate kind of like, like I used to absolutely detest the sand. But now I found that with my spiritual awakening that I get very drawn to the Aberdeen beachfront now. And I can find myself down there quite a lot, either grounding myself or, or just being in that kind of presence. I run past there as well in the morning so i i do get very drawn to the beach now so i i wonder if the same thing is now happening to me that i am now starting to realize that the granite is blocking my powers so i get down to the beach now because it doesn't block my powers or what what the spirits are trying to say like as i said like i'm not too far into this kind of thing i've started there was a TikTok on not that long ago that showed um, like a guy dropped like a whole bunch of pens and uh, and he picked it up and he was like, what color have I got in my hand? And kind of like green just came to me. Like I just saw green like in my brain or green came into me in my head. And, uh, and yeah, it was right. It was green. There's also been a couple of other things where kind of like I've, I've got them right as well. So I think that's me now starting to tap into my powers, tap into what the spirits telling me, or my angels are telling me, or like as I said, I'm not too sure because like this is just just started going for me. So hopefully in a couple of years' time, then this is the sort of thing that I can build on top of, and I can see where that goes. And hopefully start helping people that way as well. But yeah, she she did tell me to get some black tourmaline. So I ordered a bracelet of that today. So hopefully that will come in the next the next couple of weeks or something like that. And, and I can start wearing that. But yeah, the crystals are, are fascinating. The Moldavite is absolutely crazy. It's the, like, why well, it got created by something out of this world so i think it's that an asteroid hit well actually let's go and have a look i've also got something else that i want to talk about as well so i know that we're getting on so i will i will do that so moldavite crystal Moldavite is a tactite, a stone of intense frequency and high vibrations, thought to be the stone known as the Holy Grail Stone. These natural green crystals are powerful to creating transformation. In ancient times, it was thought to be a mystical stone that could bring good luck and fulfillment of wishes. So, Moldavite crystal. Uh, where does it come from? There we go. So Moldavite meaning all of the genuine pieces of this crystal come from only one area of the world in the Czech, Czech Republic, formerly called Czechoslovakia. The meaning of the name Moldavite relates to the 
Mulder River in the Czech Republic, which is the only place in the world that is found. But I wanted to know where it, like, because I think what it is is that it. Because I think what it is, is it got, yeah, here we go. So scientists, uh, the current consensus among Earth scientists is that Moldavite were formed about 14.7 million years ago during the impact of a giant meteorite in the present day. The Nordlinger rice crater, splatter of material that was melted by the impact, cooled while they were actually airborne and most fell in Bohemia. Currently, Moldavite has been found in an area that includes southern Bohemia, western Morava, and Cheb Basin, northwest. Yeah. 99% of all Moldavite finds have come from the South Bohemia locations. 1% were found in South. So, yeah, so when, when it was cooling, this is what Moldavite is. Which is absolutely fascinating. So I managed to get a piece of that, um, which I was happy to get. Which is it, it is absolutely amazing. Let's have a look at the Moldavite. The Moldavite properties. Maybe that's exactly what I've just read. So along with transformation, Moldavite carries properties assisting in protection, self-healing, and even cleansing. Some stones are known to assist with Moldavite energies in a number of ways. Using a Herkimer diamond while working with Moldavite will assist and enhance third eye visionary experience. So that's saying that it's going to open up your... Your all CNI basically, your penal gland. So, I wanted to talk. I watched a, a TikTok. No, it wasn't a TikTok. It was a Snapchat, and it was a weird or uh, what was it? Weird history. Weird history stories. I think it was, and it and it talked about the USS Indianapolis. And uh, so I've got the Wikipedia page here, so I'm just going to read it, um, and then, uh, then yeah, and then I'll talk about it. So, the USS Indianapolis was a Portland class heavy cruiser of the United States Navy, named for the name for the city of Indianapolis, uh, Indiana. Launched in 1931, the vessel served as the flagship for the commander of Scouting Force One for eight years. Then his flagship for Admiral Raymond Sprunnens in 1943 and 1944 while he commanded the 5th Fleet in battles across the Central Pacific during World War II. So, in July 1945, Indianapolis completed a top-secret high-speed trip to deliver parts of Little Boy, 
the first nuclear weapon ever used in combat to the United States Army Air Force based on the island of Tinian and subsequently departed for the Philippines on training duty. So the little boy was the bomb that they dropped on on Hishiramu or the massive atomic bomb that basically stopped the war. Uh, and subsequently departed for Philippines on training duty at 12.15 on the 30th of July, so that's 0015, so midnight, 15 minutes past midnight. On the 30th of July, the ship was torpedoed by an Imperial Japanese Navy submarine I-58 and sank in 12 minutes of the 1,195 crewmen abroad aboard Approximately 300 went down with the ship. The remaining 890 faced exposure, dehydration. So also in this bit, it doesn't say this on this, but uh, they gave off SOS signals saying that they were going down, like the people in there, like they managed to send off a few SOS messages, but they never, like no one ever kind of like thought to go out and see if the SOS messages were true or false or fake or whatever. Like nobody went and checked. So, the remaining 890 faced exposure, dehydration, saltwater poisoning, and shark attacks. While stranded in the open ocean with few lifeboats and almost no food or water, the Navy only learned of the sinking four days later when survivors were spotted by the crew of a PV-1 Ventura on routine patrol. Only 316 survived the sinking of the Indianapolis resulted in the greatest single loss of life at sea from a single ship in the history of the U.S. Navy. On the 19th of August 2017, a search team financed by Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen located the wreckage of the sunken cruiser in the Philippine Sea, lying at a depth of approximately 18,000 feet. On the 20th of December 2018, the crew of the Indianapolis was correctly awarded with a Congressional Medal. So where was it? World War Two. Or was it? Let's have a look at the sinking. I think it was not that. So the sinking. So we know that it was struck by a torpedo. Starboard side by two Type 95 torpedoes, one in the bow and one armored ships from the Japanese submarine captain by commander. Moshusiro Hishimoto, who initially thought he had spotted the new Mexican-class battleship Idaho. The explosion caused massive damage. Indianapolis took on heavy list. Uh, the ship had had a great deal of uh, armament and gunfiring directors added as the war went on and was therefore top-heavy and settled settled by the bow 12 minutes later she rolled completely over then her stern rose into the air and she sank some 300 of the 1195 crew aboard went down with the ship with few lifeboat lifeboats and many without life jackets the remainder of the crew was set adrift navy commander did not know the ship sinking until survivors were spotted in the open ocean so whereabouts is it so basically uh, the, like these guys just basically got picked off 
So many of the Syed survivors were injured and all suffered from lack of food and water leading to dehydration and hypothermia. Some found rations such as spam and crackers among the debris of the Indianapolis. Exposure to the elements, dehydration from the hot sun during the day and hypothermia at night, as well as serving desquamination due to continued exposure to salt water and bunker oil and shark attacks. While some killed themselves or other survivors in various states of delirium and hallucinations, only 316 of the nearly 900 men set adrift after the sinking survived. Two of the rescue survivors, Robert Lee Shipman and Frederick Harris, died in August 1945. Hundreds of sharks were drawn to the wreck by the noise of the explosion and the scent of blood in the water. After picking off the dead and wounded, they began attacking survivors. The number of deaths are attributed to shark ranges from a few dozen to 150. Ocean of Fear, a 2007 episode of the Discovery Channel TV documentary series Shark Week states that the sinking of Indianapolis resulted in the most shark attacks on human in history and attributes the attack to the oceanic white-tip shark species, tiger sharks, may also have killed some sailors. The same show attributed most of the deaths on the Indianapolis to exposure, salt poisoning and thirst dehydration with the dead being dragged off by the sharks. Navy failure of the, to learn of the sinking of the ship. The headquarters of Commander Marinas of Guam and the Commander Philippine Sea Frontier of Leyte Late kept operations plotting boards on which were plotted the positions of all vessels with which the headquarters were concerned. However, it was assumed that ships as large as Indianapolis would reach their destination on time unless reported otherwise. Therefore, their position were based on pre predictions and not on reports. On the 31st of July, when she should have arrived at Leyte, Indianapolis was removed from the board in the headquarters of Commander Marinas. She was also recorded as having arrived at Leyte by the headquarters of Commander Philippine Sea Frontier. Lieutenant Stuart B. Gibson, the operations officer under the port director, Takloban, was the officer responsible for tracking the movements of Indianapolis. The vessel's failure to arrive on schedule was known at once to Gibson, who failed to investigate the matter and made no immediate report of the fact to his superiors. Gibson received a letter of reprimand in connection with the incident. The acting commander and operations officer of the Philippine Sea Frontier also received reprimands, while Gibson's immediate superior received a letter of abomination. In the first official statement, the Navy said that the distress calls were keyed by radio operators and possibly were actually transmitted, but that no evidence had been developed that any distress message from the ship was received by any ship, aircraft or shore station. The classified records later showed that three stations received the signals, but none acted upon the call. One commander was drunk, another had ordered his men not to disturb him, and a third thought it was a Japanese trap. Immediately prior to the attack, the seas had been moderate, the visibility fluctuating but poor in general, and Indianapolis had been steaming at uh, 20 miles per hour when the ship failed to reach Leyte on the 31st of July as scheduled. No report was made that she was overdue. The Navy then created the movement report system to prevent such disaster. And then it also said as well that, um, that what was it, that uh, 
that the Americans covered it up, I think, for about 12 days until the Japanese, uh, the when the Japanese uh, gave up, like they, they surrendered on the war. And then, and then they put it in the papers then, so no one would really read it because they were all celebrating the ending of the war and everything. It's absolutely crazy when, when you think about it that way, like these poor men who sent out an SOS message and three people heard it and nobody came to come and check to save them or anything like that and they got picked off by sharks. It was absolutely disgusting and horrible. But, oh well, what can you say? Some mental stuff happened in the war. Mental stuff. But yes, that is me. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Uh, I'm going to love you and leave you. I hope that your Monday, remember, there's no such thing as bad Mondays. It is just your perspective. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. Sorry, I'm just flicking through my notes. Whoa, episode 50 tomorrow. I cannot, like, I honestly cannot believe that. It's absolutely mental. Really, really mental that we've got this far. As I keep on saying, it is, it is you ladies and gentlemen who who listen to this podcast on a on a daily basis that you are the ones who keep me coming back and keep on recording more episodes so give yourself a big round of applause but remember love big be happy appreciate the small things be thankful for what you already have and stop focusing on what you don't have remember the aim of the game is to find happiness from within thanks again peace and love as always ciao